This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hacia, whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at HACIAWorks.org. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. LaSalle Street in the Loop may soon get a makeover. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. City officials are looking to convert some of the empty office space in the area into over 1,000 apartment units, one-third of which they plan to set aside for affordable housing. And the proposals from developers are in. Some plans include a grocery store, rooftop amenities, and locally owned restaurants. To get the details, we're chatting with Melody Mercado. She's a Block Club Chicago reporter covering the Loop, West Loop, River North, and the Gold Coast. Melody, this revitalization, it's part of an initiative by Mayor Lori Lightfoot. What's she trying to accomplish? So the goal is to create, uh, to sort of reimagine and revitalize the LaSalle Financial District. The idea is that there's a lot of vacant office space down there. And with the sale of the Thompson Center to Google and the idea that all of these Hopefully Google employees will come to live downtown. Let's make more housing for them. Let's make a a, a sort of a residential space for them. And while we're at it, let's also try to add affordable housing to it. Yeah. So did people stop visiting as much because of the pandemic or was this an issue before? So a lot of the idea is that... um, a lot of companies changed the way that they were that, that that they thought about the workplace. A lot of people were working from home, and so a lot of these employers stopped leasing office space, or mm-hmm. there was this new idea—not new idea—but started using more like co-working space, where we see some of those spaces utilized more than like traditional office space. And when you look down LaSalle Street in the financial district, you have these huge beautiful buildings that were made to hold all of these workers that have just been really vacant since 2020. Mm-hmm. How much funding is the mayor setting aside for all of this? So it's it's unclear how much funding will be given out, um, but the TIF money that will eventually be given to up to three proposals mm-hmm. um, is coming from the LaSalle Central TIF District. And at the end of 2021, that had a balance of $197 million. Wow. Um, 2022 numbers not available yet, but that's what they're working with. So what restrictions does Mayor Lightfoot have in place for for bidders that want this contract? So a lot of the guidelines, uh, specific guidelines that was a requirement for the proposals was that the housing had to have all housing included in the proposals. 30 percent of that of the total had to be set aside for affordable housing and affordable housing, meaning 60 percent of of the median area income. Yeah. Um, Other aspects of that. they also asked developers to include um, like areas for like hanging out, like 
possible grocery stores, local businesses, in an effort to make this more residential than hard, concrete, more business-like. Do you have any more numbers on how this all translates when it comes to rent? Like, what's rent going to cost? So... I, no idea yet, yeah. right? Um, but we do know that, again, looking back at the like the 60% of the area's medium income for affordable housing, that means that for one person, the threshold is $43,800. For a family of four, it's about $63,000. That's what we're working with currently. Not a lot of the proposals had rents available, um, you know, during during the presentation, but I'm sure that as we get further along in the process, we'll start to hear more of like what those rents will look like. So why don't we take a second here and dig into some of these proposals that are on the table. So remind us of what part of downtown th- these proposals are, are focused on. So the Is main, it just LaSalle or? It, it, it's really just a, a strip along LaSalle. Um, the guidelines, if I'm remembering correctly, is they have to be either touching the main LaSalle street or within the block that touches LaSalle. Um, And we're sort of kind of looking at the area um, uh, that starts along LaSalle, kind of near City Hall, and then going south, um, pretty much kind of to the river. Yeah. And we've got six plans being considered. So describe some of them. What what do we know about the, the main ideas here being proposed? So um, I'll touch upon two proposals specifically, Um, 135 North LaSalle. It is huge. Um, The project is the most expensive. Uh, In total, it'd be $258 million. They're asking for $115 million in TIF funding. But if people know 135 North LaSalle, it's huge. It has like this one tall center pillar with sort of four other like square like pillars surrounding the four corners. Mm -hmm. The developer wants to turn the rooftops of those four pillars into open terrace green space. They also want to include a fresh market grocer in that um, and and possibly some other retail options. Um, That's 40 40,000 square feet of space being turned into potentially residential units. I believe it's 430 units, 30% of that being affordable. The other, uh, another um, proposal I want to touch on is 105 West Adams. Um, There's two proposals for that, but one of them specifically um, would would make about 250 apartments and 75% of those apartments, it would be affordable. It's the highest affordability rate amongst all of the proposals. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind that is it's more, uh, a more community minded with community space, space for an after school program. Um, it would also have, uh, um, workspaces, Mm. um, gym space, rooftop, all of those nice things, fresh market, grocer, and a local coffee shop. So as you mentioned, these two in particular, apartment units, restaurants, workspaces, gyms, that's a lot. It's a lot. Do you think those elements are enough though? And and does it get to what the mayor's office is overall looking for, which is this goal of attracting folks back to the city? I, I think it can if it if it actually uh, gets followed through with, makes it to the finish line. These are a lot of amenities that developers are proposing. Um, for example, 111 Monroe. There, uh, the idea is to there's a hotel element included in that. Wouldn't use TIF funding to to build that, mm-hmm. but there's apartments included, and they want to revitalize the rooftop, bring back the old Monroe Club. Um, mm. th- it it would bring. Not only residents, but people 
patronizing the area for either the hotels or the local businesses that they're trying to bring with these proposals, again, if it makes it to the finish line. I see. And so we're clear, why is TIF money involved here? Is is it because of the uh, requirement for affordable housing? Part of that, it's also to create an incentive for these developers to even want to convert these buildings. It's very expensive. Um, five of the six proposals are considered landmark buildings, and so they qualify for other types of subsidies. But developers have said that, you know, the TIF funding it is a big chunk of you know, how they're going to pay for this. Right, right. But there's other exemptions um, that uh, have to do with like affordable housing um, and uh, like tax exempt housing bonds. And they have third party investors. But the TIF element is definitely like big dollar signs. For yeah. Them. And there are, I mean, of course, a few more that we can talk about. There's a plan for 208 uh, LaSalle Street. This one's proposed by a group called Prime Capri Interests, LLC. Uh, it sounds like it costs less than some of the previous plans you've you've mentioned. Anything else we need to know about that proposal, Melody? So um, this proposal is also uh, by Prime Complete Interest LLC. It's important to note that they're also renovating the Thompson Center. Um, okay. When, so they're involved in the hmm. big Google deal. And so they are also throwing their hats in the ring to say, hey, we're bringing workers. We also want to be involved in helping revitalize the area um, on the development side. Um, at, at, at 208 South LaSalle, that would be 200, quote unquote, upscale apartments. Again, 30 of those, uh, 30% of those affordable. This one's interesting because this goes would go in between two hotels that currently in, exist in the building. There's a, there's a JW Marriott Hotel on the lower levels, mm-hmm. and then the LaSalle Hotel is on the upper levels. And then the residential would kind of be sandwiched right in the middle. I see. So as we talked about, Melody, the, the mayor is requiring 30% of this housing in the plans here to be affordable. What about affordable grocers, affordable restaurants? Because my immediate thought is, what is the point of living in affordable housing if nothing that is within walking distance is in your price range? Yeah, that's that's an excellent has, question. Has that that, that's the up? question. And <laughs> those are discussions that haven't necessarily made it across the finish line yet. Um, we know that. Um, I mean, even parking. Like yes. This, everything's expensive. Everything is expensive. And. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, only one of the six proposals actually has parking included in it, and it would be underground parking. Mm. Um, and so that's something to consider as well. But also there has been those conversations from business leaders asking, you know, will the rents be affordable? Um, you know, the city did just pass a small business improvement fund to give out money for um, small businesses to come and open up business uh, to come and open up businesses on LaSalle Street. Yeah. But again, people have pointed out to me that that money can only be used to make permanent improvements in these storefronts. So the question is, well, what about the rent aspect? Um, how are we going to keep these small mom and pop shops that we want on LaSalle Street, how are we going to keep them there? Are there other incentives that will be available? And those questions haven't been answered yet. Yeah. What about, have you heard anything from, you know, friends or family or just from from folks as you're doing this reporting about what exactly they're looking for that would actually draw them to move downtown? I, I think the idea is that people want to be able to walk to where they work. And mm. I, you know, Part of this part of this um, revitalization plan um, sort of relies on the the 
renovation of the Thompson Center and those workers coming downtown. Um, That's sort of the whole idea behind it. But there's also the idea that people that don't work at Google that are making big tech money might also want to live downtown. And how can we make downtown more viable for them? That's sort of what the whole concept is. Feel more welcoming. Right. Yeah. So the plans so far, I mean, they sound interesting, but I wonder if there's a chance that this initiative could be cut down once Chicagoans elect a new mayor in April. Right. That's that's another question that's being asked. Um, you know, I I think that how uh, many Lightfoot initiatives will remain? Right. Right. And, you know, that that's uh, that's something that I've been having conversations with with, uh, you know, local area aldermen. You know, an example I'll use um, initially Alderman Walter Burnett of the 27th Ward, which is in the West Loop. Um, he initially was saying he wanted Lightfoot to stay in office. And part of that was he expressed concern about will um, Invest Southwest be able to keep on going? Will everything that's been started, and he talked about a little bit about, you know, revitalize LaSalle, will that be able to continue moving forward if we have a new mayor? Yeah. And now we will have a new mayor, and that's the million dollar question. That is the million dollar question. It was like, will that be able to remain after this person is elected and takes office next year? Um, well, speaking of, you know, changing the face of downtown, Melody, Chicagoans won't see the taste of Chicago at Grant Park this summer. Uh, This is to make way for race cars. Can you just update us on what's happening there? Yes. So yeah, so many updates right before I got in. Um, (laughs) So this was a a result of a Freedom of Information Act. We found out that, you know, initially last summer that it it was being told we were being told um, that the the setup teardown of NASCAR with the event dates included, would be about two weeks. Our Freedom of Information Act showed that including setup, teardown, and the event, it's going to be 41 days in Grant Park. And I would like to preface that by saying we not all of Grant Park will be closed during those 41 days, oh, okay. but there is staging that requires parts of the park to be closed off for them to load in equipment, start building the track, all of these things. Um, and so it's going to take... Much longer time what than a big what we production. thought. <laughs> <laughs> have, have park district officials said where the taste is going to happen this year? So um, we, I was just tuning in to a, to a um, committee meeting, and um, Alderman, you know, that was supposed to be voted on today, um, supposed to be passed through, um, but Alderman Riley requested that um, that vote be pulled, uh, and that we that. You know, city council sits on it. Um, And he uh, actually told reporters, told the Daily Line that he requested that the committee held the vote today after learning last night that the city planned to host the Taste of Chicago um, at Polk Bros Park, just west of Navy Pier, um, instead of at Grant Park because NASCAR will be happening during that weekend when usually the taste happens. Oh, boy. All right, we'll leave it there. Melody Mercado is a Block Club Chicago reporter covering the Loop, West Loop, River North, and the Gold Coast. You can find her article with more details on those proposed plans for LaSalle Street at blockclubchicago.com. Thank you, Melody. Thanks for having me. This episode of Reset was produced by Brenda Ruiz, and it was edited by Ethan Schwab and Meha Ahmed. If you're enjoying hearing about the latest news and culture in Chicago, have you considered subscribing? We share the latest in the city and around the world Monday through Friday and on Saturdays. 
That's a wrap for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you this afternoon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.